0: All right, let's go. Welcome, everyone, to the Power of Half Hour. Every single Wednesday, we talk with a top producer in their market, and today, none other than Mr. David Janus out of Boulder, Colorado, uh, a realtor, a top agent, a superstar-turned-developer and builder. Welcome, Dave. Thank you for being here. Thanks, Sean. It's a pleasure. Yeah, thank you. And and you know, today we want to find out who is Dave Janis, right? Uh, you have an amazing story. Uh, you started out. Um, what did you do before? You were a plumber.
1: Uh, that's a good question. Uh, so <laughs> I started out. I was a Mercedes mechanic for, gosh, like seven years, a master Mercedes mechanic. Uh, I loved cars, and I still love cars and I saw these guys in their 50s and 60s who I thought were ancient at the time uh, on their feet all day, uh, turning wrenches. And I thought, that is not what I want to be in, in 30 years. So <laughs> so as soon as I could afford one, I, I bought a brand new car. <laughs> and that's under warranty. I don't car. have to work on it. Yeah there, so there
0: there, there yeah, there you go. There you go. So, so Mercedes car mechanic, and that was... Um you know, back in the day. So when did you start in real estate and how did you get into it?
1: Uh, so 2008, I started in real estate. Um, I always wanted to get into construction and my father-in-law was in real estate and he suggested I give real estate sales a try. And uh, so I gave it a try in Chicago and it worked out for about three months. I was getting some traction and the wife and I uh, were getting ready to start a family and we thought if we're going to move, we better move now. Because once you build a business, you're stuck, whether it be mm. Vancouver or Boulder. So,
0: so we moved wow. to Boulder so in 2008 you... okay. and
1: uh, started selling real estate.
0: Wow. Okay. So three months into selling real estate in Chicago, picked up and left and started a family and a real estate sales business all at the same time in Boulder, Colorado.
1: Yes. Why Wow. My- Wife didn't give me a choice because she quit her job. She got pregnant and then she quit her job. (laughs) So so. So
0: why Boulder?
1: Oh, man. Um, So we looked all over. We looked at New Mexico. We looked at California. We looked at Seattle. We looked at New York City. Uh, We came to visit Boulder in February, and it was Hmm. 70 degrees and sunny. And the mountains are right there. And uh, I thought, I could live here.
0: So. Awesome, awesome.
1: Uh, were you born and raised in uh, Chicago? Yes, born and raised. Uh, oh, wife, wow. wife was too. Yeah.
0: Wow. Okay, so born and raised in Chicago, and picked up and just left, and like how, like on top of starting a new business, mm-hmm. like brand new in real estate, didn't know yeah. what to do, uh, and in a new city. Uh, where you've never been before, and starting a family altogether. How was how was that like? And, and during the financial crisis, may I add,
1: how was yeah. that like
0: on your mindset?
1: Uh, so sometimes you don't know what you don't know. <laughs> and sometimes that's good. Sometimes that's good, yeah. So so a blind idiot, <laughs> you know, in retrospect, like my whole family is trying to talk me out of it. They're telling me I'm nuts. Um so what happened? I, my first year, well, okay. So as a mechanic in 2007, I made
0: $120,000. That's my, really great.
1: That's a lot of money back wow. money back then. And my first year in real estate uh, without coaching or anything, I think I made $16,000. Six, one whole year? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, by the time you take the expenses out and everything and uh, didn't have a coach, And there was another young guy my age, I was 30 at the time, and we were competing, right? And I don't like to lose. And so he was talking about joining Mike Ferry. And I thought, I better join before him because if he joins, he's going to outproduce me.
0: (laughs) There you go. Nice.
1: (laughs) So I think maybe a year, like a year or two later in the business, I joined Mike Ferry. That's where, when everything kind of took off.
0: That's amazing. So first year selling homes, $16,000 earned. I hope you got some savings going to Boulder and starting a family. That must've been scary, no?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that, so the first year, my wife was still working. That's when she got pregnant. So the next year, I think the next year I made like 70,000, which is you like, you can live on that. We're rot ramen, no cable TV. Our rent was 1300 a month, you know, no car payments. And, uh, Things have gotten better, John. Things have Things gotten have better.
0: Gotten a lot better. So uh, I, I would say, uh, Dave, you are one of the uh, few agents that I've ever met uh, that learns very quickly in their craft, mm-hmm. uh, sales, scripts, and implements really, really well and shares it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, back when we were role playing, I, I, I would say that you're the best uh, sharer of information and that, that sharing had also given you back, um, a lot of positive energy and therefore a lot of business in return. Talk a little bit about, um, you know, first of all, learning, you know, script and dialogues.
1: Uh, so, you know, the learning was great because we were all kind of in the same boat. We really didn't know any better. Um, and we used to practice every single day of the week before we prospected and it was, it was nice to have that community that support because, it, like, it wasn't easy getting started. And, what, there were maybe, like, five or ten of us, and uh, we'd all, you know, we'd get a cassette tape from somebody that was really good, and we'd all share it with each other. I uh, remember uh, that.
0: Cassette <laughs> tape. Wow.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it was fun times. And I think, you know, going into back into business, like, with the sharing and stuff, one of the things that I think makes an agent successful is the genuine, you know, wanting to help out people in the community. And so when you're gen, when you're working with a client and you're generally genuinely wanting to help them versus looking for a commission check or commission breath, um, I, I, I think that's what drives success.
0: Yeah, so really the abundance mindset is what drives the success in, in serving others without any ulterior motive, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's what, how you build your business. But beyond that, I think you're really good with your COI mail outs and that yeah. is so old school that not many people do anymore. And I get mailers <laughs> every quarter still with a business card guys. And I know this guy, we talk every single week and he still sends me stuff. Tell us a little bit about that and how has, how has that improved your business over the years?
1: You know, it's hard to get stuff to you in Canada, John. For, for for a couple of years, it kept coming back because I didn't have enough postage on it. Um, yeah, so I've always liked uh, I've always liked like the quarterly newsletter. Um, so so every quarter, I send something out to everybody in my database, uh, agents uh, out of state, and then friends, family, and past clients. And then the people who are here locally, I send them some sort of a just sold like, like some sort of a just sold or just listed postcard once a month. Oh. And, you know, it, it's hard to quantify, because uh, I don't ask people why they decided to call me. Mm-hmm. But every time I send something out, I just feel like something comes back in. Mm-hmm. You know, I get a couple calls, two, three calls randomly. And okay. so, you know, people ask like, well, you, know, you spent this much on mailing, how much money did you get out of it? I don't know. But I know that when I send them out, the phone rings.
0: Mm. When I send them out, the phone rings. I think that's more of a you know, a, a, a transference of energy type of thing. You do something, you're going to get something back, right? Yep. But I want to say that uh, mail outs, they do work, guys. But how long have you been sending it for you to get consistent callbacks?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like 15 years. 15 years. 15 so, years. Yeah. Never stopped. Never stopped. So to give you an idea, I've got about like 600 people in my database, and I get I get about a 10 percent return on that, and I don't and I don't call anybody, John.
0: <laughs> don't tell Mike.
1: I know. I know. You don't right? call anybody anymore. <laughs> yeah, but it's just staying in front of them and giving them valuable information.
0: Giving valuable information. You know, every time I receive from Dave this uh, market update, it's four pages of paper and with a business card. It's a very nice touch. And I get a Christmas card from, from Dave as well every single year. And I'm here in Canada, right? So, guys, uh, but it's a long-term investment for you to be where you are today. It's a 15-year investment into mail routes, guys. That's once a quarter, correct?
1: Mm-hmm. And hmm Once a quarter.
0: That's just, just sold locally.
1: Yes. Yeah, and the local people—it's maybe a hundred. Let's maybe two hundred people. But 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 that's more automated. The quarterly ones, I put a little bit more effort into it. Um, So I put together a bullet points of what I want to write. I've got a really good writer on my team, so she writes it. She helps me write it. Okay. But you could go to Fiverr. You could have somebody on Fiverr do it. Um, And then I. sound crazy i handwrite. i handwrite the addresses and i use a regular you stamp do. not you. not not anymore not okay anymore. okay you yeah. used to i used to i've got yeah um but i think the guy that taught me to do that um he believed that when you're writing the letters that you're thinking about the person and that creates the energy that comes back Ooh. so there's some no sort of like uh I don't know how to describe it. It works, John. It works.
0: It works. You know, I, I learned this word the other day, guys, heuristic. Heuristic. A heuristic is something that we know works, but I can't prove to you unless you try it yourself. Right. And that right there is energy transference and it mm-hmm. comes back. So if you write a thank you card and you're thinking about that person and you're handwriting their address, thinking about that person, that it will come back. The energy that you put out, you will get back, right? So how, how much is, you know, your business is, uh, would you say, attraction versus prospecting these days?
1: Oh, man. I haven't prospected. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> is, I haven't prospected in like three years, John. Uh, three last, years. And last year we did 80 deals, uh, about a million a million GCI.
0: A million GCI 80 deals and the guy doesn't even prospect. Yeah. Right. But, but, okay. But the starting days though, <laughs> Yeah, that seems like impossible for a lot of people, but he earned it. But how, how did you get to where you are? Uh, I'm sure it's not, not calling people when no. you first started in your first five years. Tell us about that.
1: Yeah. So it started out. Um, it, like, it was a tough market. I didn't know anybody. Um, I had no experience, and I tried Fizbos, and got kicked in the teeth. And then uh, I called. Oh, and then I did expireds, right? Right. Um, and yes. I tried dropping off packages because I, I actually don't mind going to people's doors. Mm. Um, so I tried dropping off packages. I got a couple expireds, and then from those expireds, I did just I did a a letter to the neighborhood announcing mm. my success. I got mm-hmm. a couple listings out of that. Mm-hmm. And then I thought maybe, maybe this is my thing. I got a little track record now. I sold two houses and, uh, I started calling expireds. And mm. so that's how I built my business is calling expireds. Wow. It's got really good. I'm, I'm really good at that one script.
0: Ah. So. so t- Let's yeah. hear that script. It's a little bit different from the Mike Ferry script. Uh, the, the way you start, it's a little bit different. How would you approach the first call with a with an expired listing?
1: Well, you see, John, it's been about three years, but okay. uh, I can dust off the commas. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I took the Mike Ferry script. I softened it up a little bit. Okay. So I don't make it as confrontational. Mm. And um, you know, this is Dave with Coldwell Real Estate. Uh, I was calling about the house on 123 Primrose Lane. I saw mm-hmm. it had come off the market. Pause. Uh, when are you interviewing agents for the job of getting it sold? That's it. That's it. And it opens up the conversation. So they either tell you to F off or they tell you how bad the last agent was.
0: Mm. So, you guys, the difference there is uh, when you planning to interview agents for the job of getting the home sold. yeah, And the pauses are really great. And uh, you left out, you leave out the word right agent.
1: Yes. Sometimes actually, I can people off.
0: <laughs> I understand.
1: Uh, now that, you know, as soon as I said it, I realized I did say right agent when, when I was calling. Oh, you did? I did, yes, yes. And so, how did that work? Uh, yeah, yeah, we're fine. I mean, it's just like okay. they would. So if they were interested, they would typically laugh. <laughs> wow. Like, okay. You know, like like they thought it was funny, and then like you know, yeah, my home is all, So the next question I would ask is, um, what do you think stopped your home from selling, mm. even if they got mad? And I would just ask you with genuine curiosity. You know, just like just curious. You know, I saw your home was on the market for a while. It's a great neighborhood. <laughs> What do you think stopped it from selling?
0: What do you think stopped it from selling?
1: What yeah, hmm. like 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 I'm I'm really interested in that question, people cannot resist answering it. Mm. No matter how mad they are.
0: No matter how mad they are, guys, if you're but but here's the thing the difference is Dave delivers it with genuine curiosity, not just interrogation. What do you think stopped your home from selling?
1: Yeah, that's well, like that's-
0: you know, it's it versus what, what? What do you think stopped your home from selling? Yeah. Genuine curiosity,
1: and, and they just cannot resist telling you exactly why. <laughs> exactly the they just why. Re- yeah, and then it even opens it up. Mad, yeah. Even if they're mad, and then That's they're amazing. talking, and you just say, "Okay, well, you know, so we we'll either go on to where did. Yeah, how did like you pick the last agent or
0: you know, where, where were you planning to move? That's it. It's it, it's so simple, guys, and it's just the way you say it. So coming back to now a million dollars GCI without even calling people, but you do have to have those mail outs. You do have to have the budget. So mm-hmm. there's three ways to earn business. Number one is to wait for it. Number two is to buy it. Number three is to go out there and earn it. They've earned it by going to expire listings, and selling it and telling everybody in the neighborhood that he did it, and that's, he, that's how he built your business. It's as simple as that, isn't it, Dave?
1: It is that, it is that simple. It is so, really
0: that simple. So now I want to transition because you made a big move and a big uh, paradigm shift in your business and your are uh, being a businessman now. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2019, you decided, I want to be a builder. Yes. How does that switch? That's huge.
1: Uh, well, you know, I always went back to, in 2008, that's really what I wanted to be. I got into real estate and then the money's like so good. I I mean, it's like, like you can make a great living, support your family. Um, and what happened is I mapped out my retirement. Uh, okay. Like, you know, seven years from now I can save up. I can pay off these properties and retire. And my coach asked me, okay, so at seven years. You're, you're 45 years old. Now what are you gonna do you gotta do? I was like, well i I'd, I'd build houses hmm. and she's like, okay great let's like let's map it out Let, let's get you there And then I think to myself like why why do I have to wait seven years to do this? Why don't hmm. I just start building houses? And uh, that's when I got connected with thatch ah. and, and I recall you and I talked a lot of time about it because this is when you were doing exp right. And so we had the same, we had the same problem. We were selling real estate. We were looking to make a big business change, and uh, we both went different directions, and we both did very well.
0: Yes, I, I think what you did was uh, a little bit scarier than what I did. And uh, I'll say this again: um, I believe that we should have done both. We both should have done both. We, <laughs> we both should have done both.
1: Yeah. Well. <laughs> But t-
0: you, tell us about that mindset, though, because it is scary and, <clears throat> and you have to have skin in the game. Uh, you have to have a chunk of money, don't you, in starting to be a builder?
1: I had no money, John. I had no money. What? Uh, yeah, so, yes, I had <laughs> money. Well, you know, I was a realtor, so I bought the fancy cars. <gasps> I bought the. I bought it. <laughs> it really had really nice suits. Uh, I had a nice house. Went on nice vacations. But I was broke.
0: <laughs> oh, man. That, well, if you can't relate to that, you are not a realtor. So uh, you started with no money. And how did you build your first house with no money?
1: So everybody always told me, if you find a good deal, the money will come. Mm. So I just started prospecting. And I found a really good deal. And um, it was a probably $700,000 house, maybe six fifty. And I got it under contract for four fifty. And you know, in twelve years of selling real estate at that time, people always told me, you know, if you find a good deal, call me. And so I called my parents. And they probably remembered the day from high school that I got into trouble all the time. Yeah. And 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 then I called my wife's parents, who is also saying, you know, if I anything, call me. I called yeah. him and you know, no. And then <laughs> And then, and then i called my brother-in-law who same deal he works for google no and then i called uh my lender who like i've been doing business with for 10 years and he's like uh-huh. hell yeah let's fucking do it wow so we split it 50 50. i did the work he put the money up and then i started to have money to do more projects Oh and the my confidence goodness.
0: OPM, guys. Other people's money. Call your mom and dad. (laughs) No, no. I was in law. (laughs) And third, call call your your (laughs) (laughs) brother-in-law.
1: Just kidding. Don't don't call your family. Skip the family part. (laughs) Skip the family part. Go straight to your
0: lender. So the fourth person, uh, Dave, asked, he he got the money. They went 50-50. So you knocked down the house, and then you built a new house, and you sold it? Or was that a reno job?
1: There was a gut reno job. And then I had enough money. So I did a flip on my own and then I did a new build with him with the, with the, so we took the money out and we did a new build. He's been rolling the money with me. So right now I've got two projects with him. I've got a $3 million project and a $7 million project with him. So.
0: Okay. 700,000 to start buys it at 450. Now he's doing 3 million and $7 million projects guys. Your life can go from zero to 100 really fast. Be patient. Keep with it. Uh, Dave, but uh, let me ask you this, and I think a lot of people will be asking the same thing. How did you find that deal for $700,000 and get it under contract by with four uh, fifty?
1: That is another... What was that word you you used, John? The uh, hero, heuristic? Heuristic. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um. You know, I went to one of Thatch's events. I think you may have gone with me, and I think Sophia Fam, and we were uh, went to one of his events. We're doing the meditation. Mm. Uh, I think the Abraham Hicks. Abraham Hicks. Yep. Doing that meditation. Literally ten minutes later, my phone rings, and the guy had three properties that he needed to sell, in estate. It was a past client. I mean, who cares where it comes from now in the past I would have simply just listed the properties in fact I probably would have helped them fix them up and clean them out to sell them yeah but my mindset at the time was I'm trying to find a fixed a deal yeah. yeah and there it is <laughs> I, I don't know <laughs> so uh, yeah
0: <laughs> This is what we call a powerful manifester. If you don't believe it, it, it just works. We can't explain it. It just—it's like the law of gravity. You jump off a building, you're gonna fall and die, yeah. right? It's the same thing. If you use the law of attraction, it's going to work. But the thing is, if you're attached to the outcome, you will push it away, yeah. right? So,
1: there's two things that I think are very key in that that I had trouble with. One. Is when it comes, it's so unbelievable that you don't accept it. Mm. Like I don't like, like my original mindset. I don't deserve this, right?
0: <sighs> Who says that all the time? I think yeah. most people say, I'm, I'm, "I'm not, I'm no good for this." Well, right. I don't deserve this.
1: Yeah, I haven't worked hard enough. Um, so you have to switch your mindset to when it when you manifest something and it comes, you have to accept it. Mm. Right? You, like you get an opportunity with exp and it comes, you, you, you accept it.
0: Accept it. It's not too good to be true, and be grateful for the opportunity that's presented in front of you. Yep. But why do people, say, even when the good opportunity is right in front of them sometimes, Dave, they say no. Why is that?
1: I think that's just, that. that's where you you work on yourself. I, I think it's a really, hmm. you don't, for, for me, it's one of two things. One, I used to think you have to work hard to make a lot of money. So mm. I didn't work hard enough because the guy just called me. Yes. Um, right. <laughs> I didn't pound the phone for three weeks to get it. So it was too easy or I don't deserve it because I mm. don't have enough knowledge. I don't like, who knows?
0: So how do you call bullshit with yourself? That little voice in your mind? How do you call call him bullshit?
1: Uh, you know, I've got a funny story about that. Um, so so when I started uh, in real estate, maybe 2010 or 11, I started doing affirmations. And mm. I wrote down this affirmation and he said, write down a number that you don't even like just on the edge of what you think is possible. And I thought, geez, I don't think I'll ever like 250 grand a year. Like that seems impossible to me. And so I wrote it out 30 times a day for a year. I made 250 grand a year from... I don't know, like 100. But I wrote it out so many times that I was stuck at that number for like three years. It <laughs> <laughs> was worth the
0: game, to the next
1: year. Yeah, but <laughs> I don't know what the answer is to that. Write it out for six months, maybe. But yeah, yeah it's crazy.
0: for like six months and and guys again that that is a something that you just need to try for yourself to see if it works it's a heuristic that we can't explain how it happens well actually we can explain it by the reticular activating system when you think about something so much your subconscious mind sends a focus on that and then opportunities will come based on what you're thinking about so what you focus on expands we can explain it by that but not many people believe it
1: nobody believes it and nobody believes it. But I like. I used to really enjoy sitting down in the morning with my cup of coffee and writing it out. It took 10 mm-hmm. minutes. I think we all used to share them. We used to take pictures and share them. Yes. Do you, do you, do you remember what yours was, John?
0: I also wrote $250,000. <laughs> I was also stuck at $250,000 for three years with you.
1: <laughs> yeah. ah, brutal. Brutal. <laughs>
0: I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for the opportunity, grateful for the experience. And then we started writing a million.
1: Yeah, we started writing a million, which seemed impossible.
0: Seemed impossible, guys. And yeah. what's impossible is possible today because you did the work and believe in yourself, work on yourself as well. Uh, Dave, I got two questions for you. Yeah. yeah you know, with all that we're talking about, we're, we're doing phenomenal business, you know, in the next little while, what do you see, uh, will happen to the real estate industry?
1: Uh, you mean sales volume, like transactions yeah. or market. Agents, the market? Mm-hmm. Oh man. I actually feel like we are at a plateau. Um, at least in my market, I'm looking at the numbers. I feel like it's the same market, 2015, 2019. There's little ups, little downs. Um, but that's where I see transaction volume. Mike Ferry talked a lot about, even in 2000, okay, so the average number of sales in the U.S. every year is around five and a half million. Right. Okay. Uh, that means there's 11 million sales, buyer and seller. Oh, halfway.
0: two sides. Yeah, that's yeah, correct. Okay.
1: So in 2008, the lowest we got was 4.7. Mm. So it wasn't even that many less sales. No. Um, and then last the last couple of years were six and a half million. I think we're just going back to that five, five and a half, six, like that's a normal market.
0: Yeah, just going back to a normal market. I think going back to the basics and for people who haven't built their databases like Dave has, um, it's back to the basics. Talk to your for sale by owners, talk to your expired listings to build your business. But if you're 10 years in and you're still doing that, you're probably not working on your database enough or mailing out enough. All right, Dave. This has been great. Uh, but one last insight for the audience: if you were to have uh, the audience, um, you know, mostly new realtors, yeah. what would you say to them? One thing to have them be successful in twenty twenty three.
1: One thing to be successful. Um, I think you just you just got to find a niche that you're good at and just stick with it. I mean you just, just keep plugging away. I've seen people who are so goofy, you're never gonna think you're gonna make it and make two, three million dollars. You know, but they find that one thing or one type of client that they're really good at working with and they just hammer
0: Hammer your niche. Pick a niche and hammer it. Let's just do it, guys. All right. Mindset March, let's go get it. Dave, thank you so much and it's great catching up. I guess I'll see you in an hour and a half.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll see you in a little bit.
0: Right. Cheers.